In 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8, we read this. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things at all times, you have all that you need. You will abound in every good work. And so, bringing a fatherly uh, message this morning, I thought I should have three titles, which, how do you fit three titles in an epilogue of about five minutes very easily? (laughs) And they go like this. I'm going to talk about the past, touch on the present, and speak into the future. And the reality is, every one of us has got a past. We've all got our regrets in life, we've all got our laughs of life. We've had our sicknesses, our illnesses, we've had our healthy times, we've had the times when we've climbed mountains, we've had times when we've fallen off ladders, well I have, uh, there's been times when, when we've, we've done all sorts of creative things, it's our past, our past, and the psalmist in 160, uh, Psalm 116 said this, God has been so good to me, and you know there's something about saying thank you. There's something about being in the place where those two words, thank you, mean a massive amount. They, they uh, take on a whole time span. They take on a whole experience of life. Thank you. And it's something important for all of us. It's important for you guys. And how amazing to hear the, the, the sharings this morning of thanks to the Rooks family. And also from the Rooks family to yourself. That's what family is all about. We've all got a past. Let's make sure all our gates are closed without any regrets. While we've got time, while we've got life, let's make sure there's nothing locked in a cupboard when the cupboard should be opened and maybe sorry should be said. I've told you before, one of my massive memories of my ministry was sitting on the bed uh, of a a lady in Sutton Hospital in Hull. It was half past three in the morning. She was in the last moments of life. She was on a breathing device and there I am saying, is there anything that you want to say or share? And she shook her head at first and said, "Is, is there anything you want to talk about? And then she nodded her head. So she said that she got a regret in life. And 36 years before, 36 years before, she'd had an argument with a sister over a Christmas dinner and they'd never spoken to each other since. A jolly Christmas dinner. They'd had an argument over a Christmas dinner and not spoken to each other for 36 years. In the dying moments of life, that lady had had a regret. Folks, that may be extreme, but there are other things maybe that are minor. And I'm speaking to the Rooks family, I'm speaking to a live church in Wyndham. We all have a past. Let's make sure the lines are drawn and our past is okay as we step into the present. Now then, this crew are moving up to Scunthorpe. Now then, Scunthorpe has been the bane of comedians in our nation for many, many years. The fact about it is, it is a beautiful garden town. It is a beautiful town. Do you know it's got the second, second highest spend on development in our whole nation taking place at this point in time? By the year 2026, there'll be an extra 20,000 people living in Scunthorpe. It's right on the Humber Development Hub where millions, possibly billions, are being poured into that area for the development of the Humber Hub. And these guys are going there. Now then, I must say, 
they're not going to be living in Scunthorpe. They're going to be living in Beckingham. Now then, I, in the naughtiness of my life, I am very tempted, very tempted of getting some of the chaps from Alive Lincoln to come with me in the middle of the night and put up some signs. You know, in, in that area, there's lots of tourists. We get lots of coaches. People get off the, the ferries in Hull and they're looking for places to visit. Wouldn't you like to visit Beckingham Palace? <laughs> now, you just imagine, there's, there's only one letter difference. Beckingham, Buckingham? Uh, Beckingham Palace. You get off, off the ferry in Hull. And the signposts are there on the road, Beckingham Palace, with an arrow this way. Which just so happens brings a direction to your house. (laughs) And what about if a few blokes in the middle of the night put up some nice signage, which said, Beckingham Palace, cream teas. (laughs) What would they be waking up to? But joking aside, be assured they are moving in a nice area to live. Some of you might be envious of the area they're moving to live. But joking aside, there's a massive need. There's been for so many decades high unemployment. There's drug situations going on. Much of what goes on everywhere else. But Scunthorpe needs people committed to people. And the revelation that has been shared this morning from all of you is that the Rooks family are people, people. And whilst there'll be a loss here, you've got a fabulous team taking over the reins. And I honestly believe, with respect to the Rooks family, this is God's church that is building. If God is building his church, we're there to assist him. And as we assist him, I believe the church will grow and develop. And in time, multiply just as we're praying the same for Scunthorpe. So we all have a presence. It's there. It's our life. And then we read in Isaiah 41, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You know, part of my week, I I work as a pharmacist. And yesterday, uh, a crying elderly lady came into the pharmacy where I was working and wanted to speak to the pharmacist. So you open the consultation uh, room door, and this lady comes in, sobbing her eyes out, and uh, she sits down. And uh, got her a tissue, and she started to pull herself together. And I was thinking she wanted to talk about an illness or or something like that. And uh, she started blurting out. She said, uh, I'm 85. I've had two heart attacks, a triple bypass. My life is over. She was speaking to the wrong man. I looked at her straight in her eyes and I said, it's time for you to wake up. I said, tell me again, how old are you? She said, 85. 
I said, can you see me? She said, yes. I said, are you talking to me? She said, yes. I said, did you walk here? She said, it's like 20 questions. <laughs> did you walk here? Yeah, she said, yeah. Oh, good for you, mate. <laughs> she said, yes. I said, can you read? She said, yes. I said, can you write? She said, yes. I said, have you got a home? She said, yes. I said, have you got a telly? She said, yes. And I went through all of these for about two, three minutes. Have you got? Every answer was yes. So I said, well, why on earth have you given up hope on life? It was a sobering moment for a crying 85-year-old to realize that she was alive with so much to live. By the end of 20 minutes, I had a geriatric hyperventilator <laughs> talking about how she was going to go home and plan for a holiday. How she was going home to speak to her son because she missed her dog for two years. She missed her husband more, but he'd gone seven years before. <laughs> and she was going to talk to her son about going to the rescue centre and getting a doggy that she could pour her love into. Now then, yes. if that is life today, folks, I'm just an ordinary bloke who wants to look at the positive viewpoint of life because I'm a Christian, because of all that God has done for me, I want him to do for others. And if we can this morning meet together and just grasp a moment of that, whatever our age, we have got a life to live. We have got a life to live. We've got something within us, whatever our age, that we can do, we can say, we can actively be a part of. And not only serve the purposes of God, but see lives blessed. This elderly lady going out, smiley-wily, she said, I'll come back and see you. So I said, well, you might have a job because I'm a local pharmacist. I'm not here all the time. She said, well, I'll come back and tell you about my holiday. <laughs> Folks, we have a past. We have a present to use. And thirdly, we have a future. I can do no better than to declare the word of God over your lives. I can do no better than declare the word of God over the leadership forum. I can do no better this morning than to declare the word of God over all of you. And this is how it comes, a bit like a machine gun, but this is God's word drawn in the majority from Isaiah 60. Expect, expect, expect. That's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> Commit each day to God. And according to Isaiah, the zeal of God will come upon you in many ways. Secondly, expect the glory of God to come to you and be upon you. Arise, shine, believe, 
expect. Expect God to illuminate the path of your life. Give yourself each morning and say, come God, take me through the day. Expect to experience the presence of God. Ask for and expect new vision to come to you from God. Expect a fresh outpouring of joy. Expect God's provision for you. Expect the favor of God to be upon you. Expect angelic visitations. These aren't the words of Mark Hutton. I'm quoting out of scripture. Expect God's light to shine in the darkest of situations. Expect anything you want in life to become a reality. Ask, expect, receive. Expect obstacles to disappear, whatever form they may take. Expect closed doors to open. Expect gates of opportunity to open. Expect spiritual strongholds and enemies to fall. Expect your knowledge and appreciation of the love of God's word to grow. Now into Mark Hutton's words. Expect. 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 And I want to close this morning. We're going to put a prayer up on the screen. And this prayer is incredible because it gives the opportunity of us getting our personal faith in God through what Jesus Christ has done in our life. Listen to Mark Hutton, who's got a passion for God because of what he's done for me. I don't want to exist in life. I want to live life to the full. This old lady said to me, she said, how old are you? I thought, cheeky woman. <laughs> well, she fessed up that she was 85. She said, how old are you? So I said, well, I'm 62. I said, but I'm not. She said, why is that? I said, because I'm 16. So I said, how old are you? She said, I'm 21 then. So I said, good. <laughs> This is what it's all about, folks. To expect the blessing and power of God. We are not into religion. We're into a relationship with the holy God. Who, When you leave this building this morning, the same God who is caring about you right now is the same God who cares with you out there. In your workplace, in your home, in your garden, picking up your leeks or whatever you do. God is there for you. And so as this prayer comes up now, we're all going to say it together. But I really want to give an open invitation. If you have never shared this prayer before, if you have never found yourself in a relationship with God, this is the prayer that will make all the difference to your life. Years and years ago, I prayed something very similar. And from that moment, my life has never been the same. So let's share this together. Dear Lord Jesus, I need you. I need your grace to forgive me and your love to change me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please forgive me for the sin in my life. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. With your help, I will live my life for you. Amen.